Today's episode of Who's There is brought to you by The CW. Watch new episodes of Katie Keene on Thursdays at 8, 7 central or stream free next day on The CW app. You will drain us. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is a lie. Finish the lyrics. Tell me something, girl. Are you happy in this modern world? Or do you need more? Wow. <laughs> Keep going. So hardcore. Wow, you're really good. Keep going. I'm off the deep end. Watch as I dive in. I'll never meet the ground. Wow. Crash through the surface. When it can't hurt us, we're far from the shallow now. This is part of a wow. larger video, which I did not realize. I thought it, he just did it once. <laughs> it's absolutely. I mean, if you have Charlotte in the bag, you got to convince us by putting some losers up front. So, like, most of the video is losers not knowing how to finish. I the, mean, like, it's, it's funny because they're bad. And then you anchor it with the lie, which is Charlotte. This goes back to the days of um, what's her face from The X Factor. Susan Boyle. We Susan Boyle. There's nothing more viral that we love more than a surprising singer. Somebody who you can't think can sing, but can sing. It is the oldest trick in the in the book. Like this woman does look like someone that you work with and never Charlotte. think about their personal life. You right. never think about what's going on with her at home. And oops, she's a surprise That's icon, rude. right? Why would you never think of what's going on at home with your friend Charlotte, who you work with at the test? No, I'm just saying she looks like a coworker. She just looks like anyone. Right, 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 right. right she looks right. like anyone. Right. And Charlotte... You know, not even, unfortunately, fortunately, Charlotte is an icon, a legend, and she is the moment. So that's very good for her. And I hope that she finds tremendous success thanks to her underground cover of Shallow. Right. This is a good way to find success because it's a vibe. People are like, you know, they're rooting for you. They think you're the underdog. But let's not pretend this is real. But she might be the underdog in other ways. So I'm not like totally against it. Like maybe, you know, she's definitely like... From when I did a little Googling, she's definitely like a struggling lounge singer or from what I see. And songwriter. Right. We we now follow her on Instagram, Charlotte Aubrey. Right. I I support this way of getting into the public's eye, Mm -hmm. head. I'm all for it. No, I truly am all for it. I think this is a a very clever way of doing it because we love a viral video. This follow this is like a paint by numbers thing, but I'm not gonna go out here and be like, Wow, what a what a coincidence. I know. His wows are so wow. Wow. Wow, wow. And she's like clearly a great singer, but she's not a great actress, so it's very obvious that she's expecting this guy to approach her with Also notice she does the thing that they do where they cut down the song to just the just the best parts where she skips (laughs) the next part of the song. Like you would if you were on TV and they were like, Okay, we're gonna do like a clipped version of Shallow. Speaking of Shallow According to Popgrave this morning, it has overtaken Justin Bieber's Yummy on the top 100 on Billboard, probably because of Charlotte. Probably because of Charlotte, which is actually fascinating because that is just, it just, there's so many more elements in making a the song. The charts are now. People go listen to a song now. These The viral video of it all is very, is very interesting to me. And charts are now. Because charts take so many, the Billboard Hot 100 takes so many things into consideration. Right. Fairly understandably, it it's more 
interesting now. It's like actually fun to look at because it takes into consideration TikTok, which we'll get into later, and YouTube, right. and all these other sources of like your your music. But it's also habit. so obvious that if you saw that viral video and you were like, "Oh, I'm so delighted by this," you might go listen to Shallow. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's the yeah, most absolutely. It's the most obvious link. So stuff like that can bump up a song no problem. Meanwhile, Justin Bieber's doing like a week on James Corden to promote his album. Like, is anyone watching that? Uh Uh-oh. I'm not. Yeah. Then there's Dance Monkey up there. But we can't get into that. Well, we could get into um, that. That does. She is a like that is something. We'll that do no it one on Tuesday. It. No yeah. one called. No one called. We'll do it. I figured we would do it on Tuesday, okay. but no okay. one called. Okay. Um, how are you, Lindsay? Good. Thanks for asking. It's <laughs> really good. Thanks for asking. How are that's you? Really good. I'm fine. You know, okay, my free. Good. Oh wait, that's a Patreon story. Nope. We're gonna save it for Patreon. Uh, no, I'm fine. I have absolutely nothing else to say. Okay, because um, you're saving it all for Patreon. <laughs> I'm saving it all for Patreon. Okay, okay. We got a lot of calls this week. Should I, we just get into the comments? Because there's I'd a lot. I'd love to get into it. I'd love to get into it. You are listening to Who's There, a weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. We're going to start with comments, move into questions, maybe play a game of Who or Them. Let's start with this one. Hi, guys. Um, I just had to pause the episode for Friday because... I also suffer from the same dyslexia of white women, um, but mine also includes Bonnie Hunt. Who is that? Which one is which? Are they all blonde? Crunch, crunch. So this caller confuses Helen Hunt, Holly Hunter, and Bonnie Hunt, which I love is that. interesting. Just add on that trifecta. Bonnie Hunt, we've done who were them before. Bonnie Hunt, uh, what did we even say? I think we called her them. We did. We I know we them? might have because we probably felt bad because Bonnie Hunt. <laughs> we love Bonnie Hunt. We love Bonnie Hunt. But I, but Helen Hunt, Bonnie Hunt, She's Holly polio. Hunter is exhausting. Even just <laughs> saying those names, I'm tired. I know. I got to sit down. Thank God I already am. <laughs> hey, Lindsay, Bobby. Um, gosh, after listening to today's episode, I have to call in and talk about my own embarrassing dyslexia. I spent a solid year mixing up the names of Terry Gross and Terry Cruz. See, I almost just like blended their names just now. Wildly different people, I would say one's a who and one's a them. But I just spent an entire year accidentally calling one or the other the different name. So not as bad as Helen Hunt and Holly Hunter, who I also can't tell the difference between. Uh, Crunch, crunch, women don't belong in balloons. Can I just say the name dyslexia thing is not mixing up because I think the first one was like I mix up white women. It's not that you think these people look alike. It's that their names sound their alike. Their names are close. So it's yeah. not – it has nothing to do with like, oh, I think, you know, these type of people all look the same. It's mm-hmm. literally like that you've been calling, you know, whoever some other name and in your mind it's the same person. I do that all the time. You know yeah. who they are. If you saw a lineup, if you saw their faces, you'd be able to tell them apart, obviously, but that their names blend into one. So that's the type of like yeah. thing that we're talking about here. Weirdly, my... And that's what this caller was saying. Yes. Um, yes. But also the last caller was saying that the names all blend together with Bonnie Hunt, okay. Helena, right. whatever. Right. But they also happen to all be white women. So if you di- so they might also confuse them in general. Right. That's a coincidence. The thing that I was going to add was that over this past Oscar season, I had been, and it's not quite the same thing because I feel like it'll go away because I don't really think or talk about Renee Zellweger all that much. But I kept accidentally, every time I was referring to Renee Zellweger for a few weeks, I was saying Reese Witherspoon. Right. I did that too. I've done that too. All the time. 
constantly. And then I would, and then you weren't used to saying uh, Renee Zellweger. I know. I was used to saying Reese Witherspoon, <laughs> but then Renee Zellweger's out here like promoting Judy or whatever, and, and you're I'm like, talking oh, about her more. Right. Reese, Renee, uh, there's there's similarities. There, there are double E's in there. There are R's. It is funny. Terry Gross and Terry Crews is a really funny because Terry Crews, if you didn't know who he was, it kind of just sounds like a random woman that you you know that you meet at the at you know parent teacher conference. Ah, Terry Crews. Both of those names, they're so um ambiguous. Right. You know, especially in terms of gender. So well, especially it's like, Terry, they don't, right. Terry, Terry Gross, Terry Cruz, just like that says nothing. That has no, there are no physical characteristics when it comes to that name. Like right. sort of Bonnie Hunt, you kind of picture a white lady with blonde hair, you but know? There is something so funny about mixing up Terry Gross and Terry Cruz when you know mm-hmm. who they are in your mind. That is really funny. But otherwise, I could see them bleeding. Yeah. Um, okay, next comment. Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, long time. Um, I'm listening to Tuesday's episode, and I had to pause at the moment where you were talking about Maddie Healy from the 1975 and call to let you know that one of my favorite facts about Maddie Healy is that his mother is actually Denise Welch. And I don't know if you've ever talked about Denise Welch on the podcast before, and I feel like it's kind of a little known fact that he's her son. But anyway, Denise Welch is this Elder British former actress, now current panelist on Loose Women, which is sort of like the, I mean, you know this, but like for people who don't know this, Loose Women is sort of like the view for the UK. And I think it's a fucking amazing name for a, um, a panel chat show. Anyway, Denise Welch is one of the funniest people alive because she's constantly just like getting in all sorts of ridiculous situations because she's a little bit of a ridiculous person. Um, one of my favorite games to play is to just Google her on any given day and read some of the headlines that come up. And it's usually really fun. I just Googled it, her, and one of the first headlines to come up is from Metro UK. And it says, Susan Boyle and Denise Welch at odds over surprise Piers Morgan crush. I don't want to know anything more than that headline, but that headline to me is perfect. And I just think that you should talk about Denise Welch um, more because I think more people need to know who she is. Also, um, she was on Celebrity Big Brother in the UK, so automatic win in my book. If you just search for Denise Welch Pantsgate on YouTube, you will be entertained for hours. So yeah, that's my uh, contribution on sort of circumstantially Matt Healy, but really more so his iconic mother. Okay, um, men don't belong in balloons. Bye. I just want to say so many people called to correct us or give us more information about Maddie Healy, but this is the call that I want. I don't give a shit about, about Maddie Healy. Maddie Healy. Like, or I don't give a shit about, you know, other things that, like, he did on Tumblr in 2012, you know? I don't care that he dated Halsey. I don't care that he, whatever. I, I don't care. want to talk about what I did on Tumblr in 2012. Well, that's true. I don't either want to talk about what you did on Tumblr in 2012. But <laughs> what I care about is this amazing information that I had no clue that he is literally a prince and his mother is the queen of British talk TV. She's been on Big Brother. She's been on Dancing on Ice. She's truly a legend. She was on Coronation Street. She's like maybe more. She's definitely more famous than he is over there. Mm-hmm. Right? And also, I, I just want to point that out way. that on Wikipedia, he's called Matthew. So everyone who called him was like, he's not Matt Healy. He's Maddie Healy. He's called Matthew throughout her entire Wikipedia. You mm. know that she's like calls him Matthew and that's Matthew. it. <laughs> Matthew. Um, his his father is an actor too. Like you know, hmm. yeah. 
He comes from a showbiz fam. She's amazing. Yeah. I mean, she's just incredible. Loose Women is is the the view. I mean, it's there the view. It's it's perfect. Uh, well, the thing is with Matty is Matty's doing quite well with his with his, with his band, and obviously has a lot of followers and stuff. And he's trying to you know he, he's trying to. He's a, he's a rock star and he's very cool and stuff. And so I am warned about the things that I can say. But even just something recently, Matt had put, it was some album, somebody else's album, and he put, oh, my God, this is the most amazing album. I never walked to school without listening to this album. And I just put, you never walked to school, <laughs> period. <laughs> <laughs> all his fans went, ha, 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 smiling emoji. Let's see, Matt. Would you please remove that, Mum? I'm trying to be a rock star and you're completely an <laughs> She's so clearly like the ultimate entertainer. I mean, I'm trying to think of who I would compare her, her to here. She is like, she's like Joy Behar, but even more than that. Like yeah, she's Yeah, because on you need to have everything. an, uh, you need to have an acting career. I mean, there's something very, uh, there's something very Rosie O'Donnell-ish about her. Like, in kind terms of, of, like, having done a lot of different types of things. Or Whoopi Goldberg about her. There's a Whoopi yeah. Goldberg-ishness about her. But Whoopi's so but serious she's a, now. She's we, way less serious, you can but tell. But Whoopi's not, Whoopi's not as drama as Denise Welsh. I mean, Whoopi, this woman is going on Dancing on Ice and Celebrity Big Brother, which she won, by the way. She won Celebrity Big Brother, which is impressive. Impressive. Who is the, the American equivalent? Maybe there isn't one. Oh, it, you know, is who it Sharon, be? you know, it is Sharon, Sharon Osbourne. Osbourne? Yeah, Sharon Osbourne. Wow, we, we got there at the same time. It could be Sharon Osbourne, who is beloved, controversial, funny, has been in a lot of stuff. I guess she didn't really act, but she is. She's game. She's one of the. She's mm -hmm. definitely down mm -hmm. for whatever. Would you see Sharon's new hair? Everyone's yeah. talking about it. Well, it's it. funny because it's like everyone's. So her about hair it. is like now fake old versus fake it's young. Like fake white. It's yeah. really white. <laughs> Which is which? She copied. She literally copied Jane Jane Fonda, <laughs> down to the cut. Jane Fonda was like, "I'm not getting any more plastic surgery." So Jane Fonda upped her, and then she copied Jane Fonda. And then Sharon's like, "No, but I'm gonna need a new face in a couple right. of years." That's what she Sharon, loves debuting a new face. Sharon would never not get a new face. Jane Fonda's like, "I'm done changing my face." Sharon's like, uh, "What?" <laughs> and that is in no way shade. It's just like Sharon Osbourne loves. A, getting a new face, and B, debuting her new face. We're not shading. As you've heard on this podcast, she debuted her new face. That was her, <laughs> not us, talking about, whoa, she has a new face, okay? We've got a brand new set, a brand new host, Marie, and Mrs. O has a brand new face that we'll all see for the first time. Hey, who weekly, long time, long time, many time caller. So you guys were talking about Samantha Ronson. And I have, I remember way back a few years ago, she was on a podcast with... Uh, comedian Liza Schlesinger, Schlesinger, and she was telling a story about how she went to the movie and she saw the movie Boyhood. And she tweeted that if you like the movie Boyhood, we cannot be friends. And Patricia Arquette got triggered and responded, oh, honey, there are many other reasons why we can't be friends. And I just remember that. <laughs> and uh, I think it's very hooey. And... I love you guys. I don't speak German, but I can if you like. I don't speak German, but I can if you like. Ow! Don't remember this happening. Guess I completely missed it. And love it. Let me tell you something. I do not want to be on Patricia Arquette's bad side. Love it. Nothing love it. I want less. That's a good response. I'm team both of them here. Patricia Arquette like could eat you alive. 
I do not want to be on her bad side. But also, I think so could Sam Ronson. The other thing that we forgot when we were talking about Sam Ronson, which was annoying to me because I like to know everything, is that she's dating Cassandra Sandra Gray. Gray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brad Gray's widow. Brad Gray, he died. He was the Paramount Pictures CEO. He was a big... Mm-hmm. He was a big thing, and he he died, and now she dates Samantha Ronson. So like his widow met Samantha Ronson, and now they're in like this love this love affair, which is kind of incredible mm-hmm. because Samantha Ronson's like set for life. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, she probably was anyways. But this is why Samantha Ronson doesn't have to DJ for her, you know, meals. I feel like both of them are both of them are set for life. They don't I need know, each but other, which es- makes it cute. But especially Cassandra Gray. Come on. Yeah. She has a, I think she has like a lifestyle company too, Cassandra Gray. She has some sort of like um, beauty storefront that I was, I ended up at when I was Googling this. Because someone did call and they were like, you forgot that Samantha Ronson is dating this woman. Who doesn't have a beauty startup these days? She had a beauty startup. Yeah, I know. I know. I need a beauty startup. The top of this ad copy says Aura pronounced Aura, but what it should say is Aura pronounced like Rita, because it is. It's Rita Aura, but this is just we're Aura. We're quite A-U-R-A. familiar how to pronounce Aura. <laughs> Let me yeah, tell please. you that. And the other thing we're quite familiar with is giving good gifts, because we've both been giving Aura frames to various family members for as long as we've been doing this. And let's just say <laughs> they never flop. As long as we've been doing the ads. It's true, They've though. never because Aura frames are beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital frames allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos with the Aura app. And if you're giving Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. I love that. I haven't done that, but I would do that next time. That's a really good idea. I haven't done that either. I like, I'm more like sending people connecting to their frame and then just sending photos randomly so they get a little surprise of a fun little photo that's in their frame. Aura has a great deal for Father's Day right now. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. This deal ends June 18th, so don't wait. Use code WHO at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, you probably have gotten a million calls about this, but I just watched um, P.S. I Still Love You, the sequel to All the Boys I've Loved Before, um, and I loved Jordan Fisher, and then I looked him up, and it seems like he's actually done a million things, and I was wondering if I'm just late to the party, and he's actually more of a them than a who. Um so please weigh in on that. Crunch, crunch. That's true. He's definitely more of a them broadly than I would say both Lena and Noah. Well, I think that I would say he has more of a background on, like, he didn't come out of nowhere like they did. So like in Noah that did, yeah. first show, in that first movie, when everybody was like, who is Noah Santineo? It, <laughs> it's not as, Noah Santineo really had come from nowhere. Like, mm-hmm. he truly was an anonymous hunk. Jordan Fisher has been working his way along, you know, up up the ladder or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is a good fit for him, though. I feel like it was very, it made sense. He's like a theater guy. He's like a Disney Channel theater guy. It almost takes him back. It takes him kind of back down to earth. It like brings him among the commoners, you know, in a way. Like he Versus was a little too, what? he was a little too highbrow. Because it's like, it's just, it's a funny, it's a funny trajectory because he like started on Disney Channel, like he started doing kid stuff. Then he like got full Broadway on like two of the biggest right. shows on Broadway, Hamilton right. and then Dear Evan Hansen, right. where there's the barrier at entry there. So it's like theater people are very obsessed with him already, you know, and people who have seen those shows and love those sorts of things. Right. But then 
it's like, oh, he has to go back to his actual demographic, which is young people, and, like, more widely accessible stuff, a.k.a. a Netflix movie. Like, this is a huge role for anyone. But, right. it, like, it takes him back down to, like, the people who kind of should be fans of his. It's a huge role because of the the marketing, I think. Mm-hmm. It's not even a huge role because of the movie itself, which is always no. fine. But the marketing that this this project receives from Netflix and just, like, the media that it gets because it's, like, Noah Centineo versus this new boy, question mark. Like, who will she choose? <laughs> it's a really good place for mm-hmm. him to be, in my opinion. Also, I interviewed him once uh, when he was in Greece Live. Remember he played Duty? You don't remember this because you didn't interview him, but I did. And he was also Duty. at that point. His other thing was did that I watch he... Grease Live. Remember, yes. it was so good. It was I was living in L. A. It was fine. It was... Oh, it was, yeah, it was stop! Fine. It was one of the best live musicals. We didn't, we weren't aware at the time, but it was incredible compared to the other ones. Live musicals peaked with it, I guess. It no, they definitely did. It was like the multi sets. They were running around. Jesse J, Julian. Oh yeah, they Huff. were in the, they were in the studio backlots. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Vanessa Hudgens. It had like the best of the best in that genre. It's hard. The to Best beat of that. the best. Asterisk in that genre. In that genre. I mean, come on. Jesse J singing Grease is the word. We'll never. We'll never get that back. <laughs> The point is that he was also, the other thing we talked about in my interview with him, which I remember distinctly, <laughs> was he was in a video game. Remember that game, that video game, that really scary one called like Before Dawn? The one with Hayden Panettiere. Yeah, it was you really Hayden liked. Panettiere, Rami Malek, and, uh, and Jordan Fisher. And oh, they were rushing again. It was this horror video game. Oh, y'all were game. really into that for a while. Y'all would play that. Yeah, a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah. I could barely finish it. I was too scared. Every time I played it, I would get too scared. I never played it. Is that the is that the dog? Yeah, did you, did you hear that? <laughs> he's thinking about before dawn or whatever. Well, he's sitting in my lap, so I just I felt he he whimpered a little. Okay, so he was on the Disney Channel show Live and Maddie, and then he was on I love these because I absolutely did not watch these shows. Live and Maddie, The Thundermans, Teen Wolf, I've heard of that. And then it says he played the surfer gang leader, Sea Cat, in the cable TV movies Teen Beach Movie, 2013, those were huge. and Teen Beach 2, 2015. Right. Those right. were the those were the high school musicals of Gen Z. And those Gen Zers right. are now obsessed with To All the Boys. So like he's yeah. aging with them. He just took a break to like kind of become a more, you know, highbrow actor by doing theater. God, it's wild it's wild to me that he took over as Evan Hansen on Broadway. That's huge. That's huge. He's in that right now, right? He's in that right now. He's in it right now. He's in I it right now. I think that this is the he's got the who's another like theatery. He's amongst there's so many of these guys doing this stuff. He's a Ben Platt guy. He's like he He's doesn't a know ben whether Platt, he but, wants to be an actor. But, he knows but they... Ben Platt, so many of these guys are not actual hunks. Like theater guys are rarely kind of crossover hunks. They're right. theater hunks. But they're not like crossover Excuse hunks. And what he's about got... Hugh Jackman? What about Kevin Klein? I but those are extremely rare cases. <laughs> I think like a Hugh Jackman is like not is is atypical, and so is Jordan Fisher. I think he could do it. It's a matter. Yeah, I think so too. It's a matter of That's the right route. But it is impressive that he is kind of juggling doing the re- the movie stuff and the Broadway stuff because to be in maybe one of the bigger Netflix movies and being mm-hmm. dear being Evan Hansen and Dear Evan Hansen on Broadway at the same time that's mm-hmm. really good. I think they filmed I don't first of all I don't even know if he's in the third to all the boys but he um, No, he's he probably not because well spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She picks the other but in boy. case but in case he shows up, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, "Hey guys." 
they didn't they film him at the same time or something so like probably he can do his he can do his stuff but he's also so then after that he was on teen wolf for a hot minute he did the grease live as we talked about he was on dancing with the stars and he won oh then he was really then he he hosted yes season 25 then he hosted dancing with the stars junior okay then he was in rent live which i did watch and already i mean whatever I know Rent Live was a mess. Let's not talk Rent about Live it. Rent Live went away. Rent yeah. Live like just it was disappeared from, it was my head, from my head. He's not in the movie version of Hamilton because he wasn't part of the original cast. He was Hamilton's son in Hamilton for a year. So he was on Broadway in Hamilton. Yes. He took over for, um, what's his name? The guy who's in, in the hype, Anthony Ramos. There are lots of other theater guys who are jumping into, I mean, speaking of, Anthony Ramos is one of them, jumping into movies, doing Broadway, doing theater, like kind of doing both. I think, honestly, Lin-Manuel Miranda and kind of like the, the revitalization of they made musicals it cool. made it cool. And now there are a lot of these guys who are making the jump into movies and TV because they can. Mm-hmm. Because it's wanted. Okay, I got to put the dog down. Excuse me. Okay. Go down. Wow, you sound like Viola Davis. Can I put my dog down? Oh, that's the best part of the movie. I gotta find that clip. Can I put my dog down? And then the dog. Fought. God, I gotta the play dog the clip. Do- oh God! Thank God you put the dog down. Okay. Can I ask you some questions? Oh, sure, of course. Let me um, let me put Albert in his room. Albert, beautiful. Thanks. Can I put my dog down? Of course. I think about Widows all the time. Widows, it's a great is- movie astounding widows is so fucking good astounding wow watch watch widows again yeah what, if you've four seen it people once. saw it in theaters it's a kind of so... if you've seen it and you kind of liked it watch it again you'll love it more if you've yeah. never seen it turn off the podcast well visit our sponsors first then watch widows who's got the chicago accent who's the who plays the the colin farrell oh my god what a what He's a amazing performance by colin farrell as like uh that chicago politician when Viola Davis has to put her dog down. Okay, Jordan Fisher is We're also done. dating this this woman, Ellie Woods, engaged. who is is engaged to this woman, Ellie Woods. Um, he's part of his like talking points when he was doing the talk show circuit promoting to all the boys. He was like talking about he was engaged to this woman who he's been with, who he's been <laughs> friends with for eleven years, and they met at theater when Bobby camp. Loves just, it. When Bobby loves that you're engaged to a woman, he just says engaged to a woman forty five times every time. Engaged, engaged to a woman. To a woman. He's engaged to a woman. What? Yeah, oh God! You put the until dawn clip on here. No, oh, I, I hate just, the fake look, face. <laughs> look at the. Fake I hate face. the fake, the uncanny valley face. Engaged. Anyway, that's to all there's to say about Jordan Fisher. I think he he has he has what it takes to become a them, but he's not a them yet. No, um, not at all. Because look at Noah Centineo. I cannot believe we're still not Noah Centineo. Uh, Noah Centineo is a, is a them. No, he's not. No, yeah, he's I he not. I think he is. No, he's not. He he's in like two things. I know, but they're two of the biggest things. They're the same thing. He's in one <laughs> thing. People they're over the age things. of like 32 do not know who Noah Centineo is. They're different things. No, I'm sorry. No, I refuse. He's not of them. Don't. No. But didn't he just get cast in something big? He- He-Man or something. Oh, He-Man. Yeah. Remember he dyed his hair? Uh, and I'm um, sorry, Lindsay. He was in Elizabeth Banks's Charlie's Angels, parentheses 2019. Oh, yeah. Everyone saw that. You're right. He is a them because everyone saw Elizabeth Banks' Charlie's Angels. Parentheses 
Why is there anyone famous who or them named Caleb? Crunch, crunch. There's not. <laughs> there's not one famous person named Caleb. No. Absolutely not. And the proof of this is when you go to IMDb and you type in Caleb, the first suggestion is Caleb Landry Jones of three billboards, quote unquote, fame. That's it. The only other Caleb, Caleb McLaughlin, who plays, uh, what's his name? One of the kids on Stranger Things. The door is wide open for a famous Caleb. I think it's time to flood the market. If your name is Caleb, start auditioning. We need one. There's a hole. Seriously. Because the, the people who are in Hollywood, the big Hollywood, the, the biz, the biz people. The big wigs. They're going to say, oh, your name is Caleb. We don't have a we Caleb. We don't have one of those. So let's get this guy. Or... Let's get this guy. If your name is Michael, yeah. change your name to Caleb. Get out of Yeah, seriously. Is your middle name Caleb? Bump that thing up to the front. <laughs> or just call yourself Caleb. Single name. Just Caleb. Amy Klobuchar is like, <laughs> I'm Caleb. When I went to Hollywood, everyone called me Caleb. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Caleb list on famous birthdays is hell on well, earth. Well, it's a bunch of TikTokers because I guess Caleb was a popular name when for kids who were born in like 2005 or something. It's like Madison. Yeah. But let's see. Maybe these some of these Caleb's will will jump over, or maybe somebody will take our advice and just change their name to Caleb. Who's a struggling actor who we should just change? Chloe Grace Moretz should just change her name to Caleb. Moving forward, <laughs> calling calling Chloe Grace Moretz a struggling actor is kind of a reach. It's rude, but she should go by Caleb. Just just one name, Caleb. See what it'll do. The press Chloe Grace Moretz would get for going by Caleb. Yeah, would be unbelievable it would bump her back back into the stratosphere chloe who find out why this star changed her name to caleb or just caleb anonymous she went from three names to one name iconic (laughs) (laughs) jesus christ next call clouds of sils maria 2 starring caleb Caleb. (laughs) two two okay move on julia pinocha's like not interested (laughs) It's just Kristen starring was like, Caleb. What? No. It's a one-woman show on Off Broadway. Yeah, great. No, and it's very meta. Yeah. You know, yeah. the movie is about the one-woman show Off Broadway, but right. it also was an Off Broadway show that they filmed to make the movie. Yes. Next call. <laughs> Who is Roddy Rich? Like it seems like everyone is talking about him today, including Tyler C from The Bachelorette. Okay. Thanks. Good form, Glossary. Everyone. Including, including Tyler, Tyler C. C from The Bachelor. God, I hate that everyone refers to Bachelor contestants like they're elementary school students. I know students. it's like it's like Bobby F. <laughs> Give can they just have full names? I get that we don't want to repeat, but come on, Joe, just call me Joe. Sure. As if you were one of those stupid twenty-two-year-old girls with no last name. Hi, I'm Kimberly. Hi, I'm Janice. Don't they know you're supposed to have a last name? It's like they're an entire generation of cocktail waitresses. Look. Call him Tyler Cameron. Has there ever been a Caleb on the <laughs> Good Lord. Probably. <laughs> probably. Caleb needs to join the Bachelor. He was bachelor. probably a personal trainer. He was Caleb. a personal trainer named Caleb. Well, he didn't. Wasn't, he, l- he wasn't big enough. And he loved Ashley I. Okay. <laughs> Who is Roddy Rich? Roddy Rich has the number one single song song is in the country. Is it still number one currently box. as of recording? It's just, it was number one as of this AM. Okay. The number one song, The Box. I'll play it here. You've heard it somewhere. 
Pulling out the coupe at the lot. Told him for a 12 fuck swat. Buzzing all the bells out the box. I just hit the lick with the box. Had to put the stick in the box. Mm. Pour up the whole damn seal. I'ma get lazy. Catchy, catchy, catchy. It came out of December. It's like been at the top or near the top since it came out. It's a TikTok song and there's a dance to it. That always helps. There's a dance to it. There's also just an, another meme to it because it opens with like a squeaky noise. He's making like a squeaky noise with his mouth. Yeah. And people do TikToks about the squeaky noise. People do TikToks with the dance. People do TikToks. This is sort of like a TikTok meme that pops up with a lot of different songs. But the one where it's like, look at me, I'm ugly in this angle, but then I'm hot in this other angle. Oh, love but that this, TikTok. This particular version is like, people say lighting doesn't matter. And so it's like at the beginning of the of the of the song, it's like they they're in bad lighting, but then they move to the good lighting Wait, whenever the what? beat drops. The meme is good and bad lighting. Yeah, but then it's also <laughs> the one where they do the one where they the the, the angle is under their chin, and you've got this unflattering below right, 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 below right. the chin angle. But then they move the camera up and the beat drops, and it's like, look how hot I am. God, these kids, you know? they're so clever. The All these hundreds of Caleb's out here, just so clever. So, as we said, as we said before, TikToks now counts for listens but also the song just independently becomes catchy after that on its own merits because it's a good song i think it's less that it counts i don't think tiktok counts for that or i think they're still figuring out how much it counts or whatever but it's more so that you would just go listen to it because you heard it it. a million times on TikTok. yeah it's it's more the catchiness of it that you would hear it but the song itself there are plenty of articles about there's one on um there's one on slate there's one on rolling stone it's like ellie times everyone's writing about this guy in the song the song like never really should have been a single but it because it kind of went viral on these other things right, it, becomes it one. became popular that's that that happens now that's what happens now singles are chosen by the people it's almost like you release if you don't have a traditional mm. label drop much like justin bieber's album which is like kind of funny because whatever i'll just get there in a second you you like would drop the whole you would drop like 19 tracks and kind of see where they go in a mm-hmm. weird way and then choose from there why what's funny about uh roddy rich in the box is that it came out the same time as justin bieber's huge 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 traditional label release of his new album yeah. that has and millions no of dollars behind its marketing and the box because of tiktok is still number one and justin bieber's like begging for streams on yummy essentially you know and yeah. it just shows that that is not the way to promote an album or sell an album anymore. Yeah. And like, by no means is Justin's album a flop. Like it's the number one album. I think it will be the number one album, but like you can't rely on traditional album promotion anymore because stuff like Roddy Rich can pop up whenever. Right. It's more authentic and people care about it. So Roddy Rich is a rapper. I think that most notably he worked with Nipsey Hussle. Mm. a lot before Nipsey died and actually it one of the last songs that Nipsey released was a collaboration with Roddy Rich mm-hmm. um called Racks in the Middle they were very very close mm-hmm. he's released a f- few of his songs have like been pretty popular but the box is like definitely number one right and it even pushed his album up the charts so his album mm-hmm. was his first album please excuse me for being antisocial that's cute it went up the charts once and then it went to ag- yeah. the charts again because the box went to the went to number one. Yeah. But he's from Compton. He's like pretty young. I think he's like 20, 21, 21, 21, mm-hmm. 21. People, a lot of people you will see compare this to Old Town Road, but it's actually very different. Like this guy was actually doing stuff. Doing Old stuff. Old Town Road is a such a unique yes. uh, thing. Nothing is like Old Town Road. Yeah. Truly. Like. We- 
nothing is like I mean Lil Nas X literally created himself around Old Town Road the song mm-hmm. having coming into existence Roddy has been working with like high profile people for a few years like four three years so far because it's like you see he's worked with Meek Mill you see he worked with uh Nipsey Hussle you see he worked with like DJ Marshmallow like it's like okay fine that's big yeah I just think it's funny that it's like Justin Bieber is like begging fans to like turn on VPNs and like stream yummy and it's like come on you know that is pathetic and this song is easily sweeping for a more authentic and interesting reason, you know, mm-hmm. and it's fun and good. And like you need to st- and the marketing yeah. machine behind Bieber. It's just like it's overwhelming, you know? Yeah. Hi, Who Weekly. This is your global community calling from Who Zealand. Uh, can you please talk about Barry Jenkins and Lulu Wong? Uh, indie film dams, but in general, are they still crispy? I mean, crispy? Crunch, crunch. I am one of the many who are charmed by this couple, this mm-hmm. directing power duo. Also because The Farewell was my probably my favorite movie of the year. And all of Barry Jenkins' movies are, I mean, both of them. They're great. They're so great. two extremely talented filmmakers who are young, who are cute, who are basically like millennials or elder millennials who are like understand social media so they have like this cute viral twee relationship it's very charming we also like that they're in the same profession so it's like all like lifting each other up like creative partners like it's, it's very nice i mean sweet. are they the okay i just thought of this are they the alt hmm. greta noah bombach like yes. is oh that, my god yes yes are they because yes. you know i mean i think we're all i love greta and i like noah bombach but i am kind of like skeeved out by the fact that they run each other's shit by each other just because I want mm-hmm. like an authentic Greta that's not like Noah Baumbach co-written secretly you know what I mean that's not like yeah I don't want him because his thing is so specific I don't want him tainting her work I know that's yeah. like selfish but it, th- so that's why their relationship I'm always like Ugh. you know and she's like oh Noah reads my work first I'm like that's so nice but Ugh. but also a lot of it is you know we're doing a lot of, you know, f- f- Stan adjacent projecting here. We're making oh, yeah. things up. Oh, We're speculating. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. in terms of speculating and speculation, it's much more fun and charming to speculate about the intimacies or like the intricacies of Lulu and Barry's relationship than it is to imagine what it's like to be at dinner with Noah and Greta. You know what I mean? Like, I guess. you can have a lot of fun speculating about their relationship and when you speculate what's going on behind closed doors at Greta and Noah's house you're sort of like "Mm, I'd rather leave this door like (laughs) well it's also because I've seen so much of Noah's work and I've seen so much of Greta's work that I know their voices much better than I know Lulu whose first movie literally is The Farewell and and Barry who has about two movies probably has two movies under his belt like so I don't know their style they're not their styles aren't as kind of this is gonna memeable as the Noah Greta thing. We know they have these specific things and we're kind of like projecting towards them. These two, you're like, oh, that's so cute. You know, they're both in the same kind of realm of uh, growing fame and working on independent these ex- filmmakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so they they revealed their relationship last at last year's Oscars mm-hmm. and they just have like this very cute public facing relationship where they tweet at each other and they send each other videos and they're both so busy and they're so supportive of each other and there's something less there's something very 
cold about Greta and Noah's relationship <laughs> that I think exclusively is because of Noah. Like Noah's not. Well, they're also much Noah's more. Noah's not this more charming famous. guy. The vibe is different. I just compared them because I was thinking of another director, Mary director duo. We don't have. What other director? Uh, James Cameron and and, uh, and Catherine Bigelow. Yeah, yes. right. That's the <laughs> only that other one. Up. They're broken up. I mean, what other? What, do you, can you think of any other ones? Ugh. Maybe to a lesser degree. I don't know. It's James Cameron and Catherine Bigelow is like the is like the one. Yeah, and it's sort of like wow, directors should not date, and this <laughs> sort of seems, and this is very sweet. I don't know. They're know. they're very they're very good at the performance of their relationship. They understand what we want from it. And it's right. like, is it authentic? I don't right. know, but it certainly seems like it and right. they're cute whenever they post stuff online. Um, That's also, why people like it. The farewell is on Amazon Prime streaming, so go watch it. Let's just play a quick game of who are them. How about oh, that? We got new boots and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because Why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Housewives of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason, too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots, huge. On the line dancing huge floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm -hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> No pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacova's.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. It's Caitlin and Austin. Just calling to talk about mail. How to pause your podcast. Obviously, USPS, them. I would also say Royal Mail is a them probably UPS and FedEx as well. But my question is, DHL, who are them? Crunch, crunch. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> DHL, who are them? I mean, you know how much I love these types of questions. <laughs> DHL, who are them? One, two, three. Who? Them? What? what? <laughs> you know what's a who? Laser ship. <laughs> Laser ship. Well, laser ship is evil. evil. Laser ship is like very associated with Amazon, and they treat their employees They're terribly. Who's. You think Never. DHL is a uh, who? I, every time I get something shipped DHL, it's very rare. I'm like, oh, oh boy, I'm never going to know. Like, you have no idea when it's going to show up. But you know because it's a like, shipping company. <laughs> but it just behaves very erratically. That I is don't, not I, a I, is not a value judgment. <laughs> No, it's not a value judgment, but I feel like the behavior of DHL is very, like, unpredictable. I don't know what to expect. Like, when I look at, like, 
when I look at FedEx and UPS, I can type in a tracking number and know what I'm going to get. And when I type in a tracking number on DHL, it's like, good luck. I don't know. You know what I think is very hooey, though? The true who them of the shipping systems. Is that the shipping company? Is I mail and more? No, is that's the them. <laughs> the true, sorry, the true who's of the shipping systems is mixing up USPS and UPS. <laughs> Come on. Tell that's me. That's name dyslexia. Tell me that didn't take you like when you first came of age to like ship your own stuff and know what shipping was and, and you were like, packages. Huh? You're like, what? <laughs> They're different, you know? Like uh-huh. one is the mail and then one is like a company. Do it. Just saying like that was very confusing and still remains somewhat confusing for me in ways. It's a little confusing. Okay, it's so a little that's confusing. That's what I'm saying. The true yeah. news. And the number one them, I'm Ellen Moore. Mm. Well, because they ship everything and they pick up they everything. Do. They do everything. Yeah. Next call. Nigella Lawson. Who or them? One, two, three. Them. them. Right? Yeah. Absolutely, right? Sure. I wouldn't say absolutely, but sure, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, Nigella, her first name is actually more. She's like kind of a first name person. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you hear Nigella Lawson, you're like, wait, which one? But it's like, oh, Nigella. Yeah. She's like Caleb. She's like Chloe I don't know. Grace Moretz Caleb. I don't know any Nigella. I know one Nigella. It's right. Her. Yeah. No one, and Kay, no one knows any Caleb's. It's just Chloe Grace Moretz. Caleb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. California Raisins. Them? What? <laughs> what? Do they mean the actual, like, California Raisins or the, the mascots of the California Raisins? Like, they California mean Raisins, they mean both. Which are the same. So California raisins are like the, it's like the milk board. It's like how, how the 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 the, the country's milk board, all they all all the dairy farmers of America came together and they created the Got Milk campaign, right? It's just like promoting milk generally. That's sort of what the California raisins thing Haven't is. So it's like all done the, this all the people. No, I'm having deja absolutely vu. I think not. we have. We have all of the farms that raise that make the grapes that turn into raisins they're the california raisin advisory board and they created the california raisins in the 80s because they turned the they made the raisins have personalities and they had a singing group that was sort of like the temptations right wasn't there like a setup yeah, of the temptations we have done this before but i'm i'm happy We've to hear never it again done the, we, have, we have yeah i'm happy to hear we it again have? but i've heard the spiel from you before Okay, are they a who or them? One, two, three. Them. them? Marketing them. Yeah. yeah. And remember when we used to do these without giving commentary each time? I feel like we've lost that flow, you know? We should get back well, into the We love the to flow. talk now. We've gotten obsessed with our own voices. I don't like it. I think it's bad for us. We need to just keep this moving. So the California raisins are them. Here's the next call. Also, never call about the California raisins again. I know, because then you'll get the spiel again. I know. I'm going to forget that I talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, hi. So Dominic Monaghan is like a who, right? Have we talked about this before? And also, I don't know, is he like a them in not America? Good form, Bella Thorne. Okay, this little hobbit. One, two, three, who? Yeah. Part of humongous franchises and yet a who. Yeah, he's a who. It's fine. He was in Lost. He was in Lord of the Rings. He was in the newest Star Wars. Just He didn't even have a line, I don't think, just because J.J. Abrams is like his boy. Mm. He reminds me of like, I look at him and I see 2004. Yeah, you know, totally. 
Next call. Hi, you weekly. Uh, medium time, medium time. We have a big question for you. When considering the time zones in the United States, we think mountain time, big poo. Central time, probably them with two energy, Eastern time and Pacific time, them. That's about it. Mountain time, big, big who energy. Big who. Crunch, crunch. I think that that's fair in terms of American, North American time zones. Yes. We're talking. Yeah. Okay. They're all who, my, they're all thems except mountain. Here's my trying to be objective take as somebody on Eastern time. But that's like mm-hmm. my, that's my them. But mm-hmm. I think because television shows are are Eastern time slash Central time, those are the two leading thems of time zone. Yeah, don't you think? And then PST. PST. I'm like, oh, I gotta do math. Then Pacific you know? time. You're right. Then Mountain time. What other times are there? This is just America. Like I used to work when I worked at VH1 for however many years. And my job was literally making ads for television. Right. Oh, got to put the tune in. Don't forget the tune in. Right. Tune in never has Pacific time in it. Never. Tune in never or has Pacific time, time in it. Yeah. Or mountain. Right. If you live in Pacific and mountain, you got to do some math. Right. So Central and Eastern, you're fine. If you're doing math on TV times, you're a hooier time zone. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm just sorry to say. <laughs> And I'm yeah, Pacific time, probably a huge chunk of the American population lives in the Pacific time zone. Not my concern. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Not my problem. You still live in a who we are time zone. Also, they get up later. They're like behind us. We're like ahead. You know, yeah. it's just like you're just it's who we are to be behind us. We're just yeah. we're ahead. Eastern no. and central. Them. Eastern Pacific, and central. I would, them. Pacific's are Pacific is cuspy mountain. I don't even know what's going on in mountain. I don't know how to do the math to get to mountain. Like I don't know what's going on. Hour less or more than this is again it's an only hour less US. than central. We are not. It's equipped. an hour less than central. We are not equipped to judge like the world time. Okay, that's no, not in no. our. Don't even not. get me started on Greenwich Mean Time. I've never understood what that is. Greenwich Mean Time. I've never understood time that is, is so confusing timing like time zones are so hard for me I have I when I lived in Los Angeles I fucked up time zones at least once a day I'd make a, I would just be like make a meeting and not show up because of time zones <laughs> it was so hard for me and they'd be like Lindsay you can get you we can excuse this like twice maybe would, three times but I you've done it eight up. times and I did it to you I'm sure a few times like I definitely was so confused about time zones when I was there. It really fucked me. Wait, this is in some areas starting in 2007. The local time changes from MST to MDT at 2 a.m. MST to 3 a.m. MDT on the second Sunday in March and return. This is so confusing. Mountain time zones, crazy. If you live in the mountains of mountain zones, that's on you to keep track of time. I'm not in charge of your time. If you want to watch Katie Keene on the CW, you got to do the math because it's uh, <laughs> Thursdays at 8, 7 central or whatever. I'm sorry. God, get ready to do your math. Oh, me, great if I live in the, me, we're trying to watch live television in mountain time zone. <laughs> me every Pulling day out. when I woke up in LA. <laughs> 
putting putting out my my magnifying glass, getting out a steno pad, Time to doing do a little math. math. Oh my god. We are not equipped to live anywhere else apparently. This is how a group can sell 10 million records and be broke. And everyone, get ready to do your math. Quick question, how many time zones are there in the world? In the world? In the world. 20. You would think there are 24. Oh. Oh. But there's actually 38. <laughs> I wouldn't think there was 24. I mean, I... Well, because there's 24 hours. Right. I know I get why you would think that, but I personally thought there was 20, so I don't know. <laughs> there's 38. Usually I, like, just trust the experts, but for this what case, I'm like, fix this. Who's the expert here? Galileo? Yeah, like, who's like an scientists who decided that we're going to do this for various reasons. But also I'm like, fix this, you know? We're going to get a call from, like... Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Long time, long time. I'm a time zone scientist working in like Cambridge. And it's like, what? Time zone scientist? I don't know if time zone scientist is the proper term, but you know there's a listener out there with some connection to time zones who will like call this podcast. I wrote my dissertation on time zones. Truly, truly. Okay. (laughs) I mean, we'd love you if you called in, if you wrote your dissertation on time zones. We'd love you. Next call. Zazie Beats. Who or them? I don't know if I pronounced your name right. Bye. Zazie, um, who or them? One, two, three. Who? who? Yeah, but... Zazie, it yeah. girl them. It, 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 uh, but on, like on their way up. But like a step away. Kind, could do it. Cuspy. Could do it. I think Cuspy well, like, hasn't really led anything. Right. I, but everyone is clearly... She's clearly got the... The, she's the potential on the and she's got the momentum for hiring yes. like her, her name's yeah. at the top of the list yeah um zazie is in most notably was the neighbor in joker right we yeah we talked about this oscars on oscars night she's also in high flying bird really really good in high flying bird if you haven't seen high flying bird it's actually really great that's the only thing i've seen her in mm-hmm. but yeah she's on her way up that's yeah who mm-hmm. but who Mm-hmm. And let's say that we are done here. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There, um, a, uh, a subsidiary of Who Weekly, uh, <laughs> owned by Who Media. LLC. This was really fun. Thank you for listening. Call us at 619-WHO-THEM if you have any comments, questions for a future episode. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Support us on patreon.com slash weekly for weekly bonus episodes and daily episodes that we do a few times a week. It's a lot of fun. Uh, well, they can't and- be daily episodes if we only do them a few times a week. Well, we have special episodes a few nights a week. We have special little five-minute mini episodes a few times a week and then a weekly bonus episode that's full length. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because we really, 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 really love those. And we will see you on Tuesday. And have we a great haven't weekend. said this in a while, but what, what, what? thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's. Created our iconic Rita theme song. Bye, everyone. Bye. Today's episode of Who's There is brought to you by The CW. Watch new episodes of Katie Keene on Thursdays at 8, 7 central or stream free next day on The CW app.